Hey there, welcome to the Seeking After Him podcast, a podcast all about getting to know Jesus through the testimony of his word and through other Christians. Pull up a seat and make sure you're cozy as we dive into today's episode. Without further ado, here's your host, Abby. Hey friends, it's been a minute since I've been on the podcast, but I am excited to start a new season of the Seeking After Him podcast. This season will be really exciting as we share more Christian testimonies with you and have more conversations within the ministry itself. Personally, in my life throughout this past year, I've seen the Lord open doors for me to help minister to middle school and high school students, as well as passionately get involved with helping other Christian entrepreneurs use their businesses to help share the gospel. There will be some changes to the podcast this season, so you'll have to stay tuned to see what's coming up for the Seeking After Him podcast. But for now, I am excited to share this week's testimony with you. My good friend Allison Corbin joins us on the podcast this week to share about how God used her son's illness to chase after her heart a few years ago. She talks about how she had to surrender all fear of control in order to let God step into her life. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. All right, well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Seeking After Him podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Abby Anderson, and I am excited that you all are here tuning into another episode with me today. I am excited because we have a special guest on the episode today. Her name is Allison Corbin. So, Allison, why don't you just say hi and introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, I'm Allison Corbin, and um, Abby and I have been friends for a couple of years now, yes. I think. Yes. And um, it's always hard to introduce myself because it's I'm I'm a child of God. I am a wife to my high school sweetheart. We'll be married 15 years this year. Wow. I have two boys. They are 11 and 9 right now. And um, we just do everything for the boys right now. So um, I'm very involved in as much as I can be with ministry, with church, and everything else. I also am a photographer and run my own photography business. Yes. It's she, Allison does all the things, and she's amazing. So we're also in a coffee shop, so if it sounds pretty loud, that's where we're at. But it's always nice when we get to like just chat and meet. Because, yeah, we've been friends for a couple of years, and it's always just fun having conversations with you. And so that's why it's kind of strange <laughs> being on a podcast together. Right. And this is the first time I've been on the podcast. Right. But. Right. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad that you're here. But I'm really excited because I am excited for you to just share your heart about how you pursued after the Lord or really how the Lord pursued after you. And you have a really amazing testimony about how, um, you know, God left the 99 to chase after the one and um, that he used, you know, unfortunate circumstances to really chase after you. So I'm excited for you to just share your testimony because I know that there's other people who might be walking through something similar that um, the Lord is trying to speak to them through what he's taking you through. So what yeah. has the Lord done for you? <laughs> so um, it it took um, God using my son to get to me. Um, I was pretty stubborn um, and I can do everything on my own, bit of a control freak, and I can handle everything all on my own. Um, but it took God to chase after my son to mm-hmm. get me. And um, it ended up being... Um, we're going to go back a few years. So about four years ago, actually almost five years ago, October of 2018, um, it was one of those seasons where everything just came at us left and right. We were being attacked. Um, and it didn't like, 
I didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I did go to a Catholic church and had, um, I had a background in knowing who God was, but not actually knowing God. And so it took my world falling apart in order for me to actually find Jesus. And I didn't really need to find him. He found me. And so um, October of 2018, everything just happened at once. Uh, my husband and I were trying to buy property and we're having issues with the mortgage company. Our mortgage company actually dropped us because we were trying to buy land that was adjoined to ours. And um, our mortgage company dropped us. And so we had to like try to figure all that out. We had the um, landowner who was like harassing us and getting very upset with us. Then we had, um, I had a bride that was trying to sue me. Wow. And, um, and then I like had so much stress and anxiety. I didn't realize it was stress and anxiety, um, but I lost vision in my left eye. And um, I had blurry vision and couldn't see. And now I'm a photographer. So looking out of my left eye was how I actually took pictures. And um, it's funny because now I don't even look through the little lens hole anymore. It's all through the, the, the screen. The camera, right. um, but I, um, so I had this blurry vision and I've had uh, CT scans done, MRIs done. Um, and I went to the eye doctor and even like passed out in the eye doctor's office. And oh there was just like so many things. And then I finally go to my chiropractor and my chiropractor's like, Allison, this is stress and anxiety. Like go see a practitioner. And I was like, oh, is that what this is? And uh, I go see the practitioner and like some of the questions she asked me then too was like, you know, what are some things that you're feeling? And I'm like, I don't feel like I can play with my kids. Like there's just so my brain was never where my feet were. And so we kind of got that started taken care of. But during this whole time frame, I had this bride that wanted to sue me, the, the land contract stuff going on. Um, I feel like there was a third. But then we found out um, my son needed surgery. So he has a condition called fibrous dysplasia. And so about he was probably about 14 months old when we noticed a bump on his head. And the bump started above his like left ear, left eye. And then the bump actually started there. And then as he got older, it grew down from the front of his forehead and into his left eye socket. And um, we went to his primary doctor. Right. He's about 14 months old at the time. And the primary doctor's like, mm, feels it around, kind of like, he's like, I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. He goes, it's not cancer if that's what you're worried about. And I was like, mm. That thought never really even crossed my mind, but no, okay. So he's like, just wait it out. Okay. So then a couple months later, Logan has a sinus infection and we take him in to see another like nurse practitioner and she's feeling his head and she goes, what is this? And I was like, I, our doctor said not to worry about it. And she goes, can we, can we get an x-ray of it? And I was like, absolutely. Like I would love some answers. Like, let's figure out what this is. So she takes an x-ray of it. And uh, she pulls it up and shows it to me. And she goes, honestly, I don't even know what this is. Mm. It's, she goes, it's bone material. So there's no fluid. There's no, um, there's nothing really to be concerned about. It's just extra bone growth, but it's a different bone tissue than the rest of his skull. We're like, okay. She goes, I'm going to refer you to Iowa City. Well, at that moment, we're like, oh. This is serious. This is serious. Like, we're going to have to, like, go like Iowa city is where sick people go or people with cancer. Like, you know, there's, it's, it's more serious. So, um, we go to Iowa city and they, um, did a CT scan 
And they're like, yeah, we don't know yet. We sat in a waiting room or like the little room and um, sat there for over three hours. Mind you, with a 14-month-old, sat in a room for three hours Mm. waiting for them to come in and tell us what this is. And they're like, well, we're not 100% sure, but we're pretty sure it's, it's called fibrous dysplasia. And he writes it on a post-it note. He goes, I don't even have a, he goes, it's so rare. I don't even have a pamphlet to give wow. you. We're like, oh, okay. And he goes, now I'm going to give it this post-it note for you. And he goes, you're allowed to Google it, but just be very cautious because a lot of the images online look, can be hard to see. And so um, come to find out like fibrous dysplasia is a, an additional growth, bone growth, and it can grow on most of your major, bigger bones. And the skull is one of the most common ones. Well, some people get it like in their hip joints, in their legs, in their arms, and actually, um, or in their jaw. So those are your major bone space spots for it to grow. His fortunately is on his skull and not on any joints. And luckily it's growing outward. So we were okay. Now they said the only way to treat it is to shave it off or to cut it out. We're like, okay, well, we'll think about it. We go back about six months later, have another CT scan done because it seemed like it was growing faster. Right. And we go back and they um, they said, well, we can schedule surgery. He's probably 18 months old at this. I don't know. He was closer to two. Sure. But at this time, um, when we go, they're like, yep, let's go ahead and set, schedule surgery. We'll cut a hole into his head and put a metal plate in to wow. replace it. And I was oh, like, man. ah, he's, he's like two or not even two yet to put a metal plate in his head. Like this kid has a lot of growing to do yet. And so, um, we, after that appointment, I call our primary doctor back in Dubuque and I said, Hey, can we get a second opinion? And he goes, yep, go to Madison. He goes there. They have a whole clinic there. Sure. So we call Madison on our way back from Iowa city. And this was like on a Tuesday and they were able to get us in like that following Monday. Wow. And they like rearranged schedules to get like these doctors, doctors together. So actually what was really cool about Madison. So we, we go up, he's about two years old. Um, they have a whole, it's called a craniocentosis clinic. And you have a doctor, um, a, a plastic, pediatric plastic surgeon, a pediatric neurosurgeon, and then a whole team of other doctors um, that are students. It's a teaching hospital. So like this whole, when we go up there the very first time, they're like, this is a rare condition. We've, we've worked with this. We've right. treated it, but we walk into the, the cl- clinic room and they're like, now tell us about Logan. Tell us about your family, his dynamic, like what's going on. Like we want to get to know him personally. Yes. That's like he amazing. wasn't just a number. They right. wanted to know him. And in that appointment, they took pictures, they measured it. They, and like nothing against Iowa city, but it was just like that second opinion was like God reaffirming, like this is right. Right. And so we go, um, we go to Madison and we're like, okay, they said they're not going to touch it. They're not going to do any surgery until it becomes medically necessary. So by medically necessary means it affects his eye or starts to grow inward and touch brain or anything else like that. So, um, we wait, we go back up every year and every other year do a CT scan or an MRI. And actually like the one MRI, the doctor even designed so that the kids don't have as much radiation. And these doctors deal with skull surgeries every day. So just their, their depth of knowledge is unreal. And so, um, let's see, that was probably, um, when he was two and then he gets to be 
we go up when he's four, so two years later. And this is in October. And we're like, yep, yeah, we can wait to have surgery. This is great. We're just going to keep an eye on it. So we go up October. It's actually October 29th, 2018. After all of this other stuff is going on, we go up and find out um, that he needs to have surgery now. And they said um, it's going to be a kind of a complex surgery. What they'll do is um, go into his skull and cut out the section of the bone cut out another section of the bone, split it in half, and then like wow. kind of like put it back together like an Oreo cookie, like this really complex surgery. Wow. And um, during this time, I'm like, oh, okay, now, now my four, almost five-year-old needs to have surgery. And this is, this is a lot. Like you're going to cut into his skull. And so at this time, I knew with everything going on, I just had this like mental breakdown. I'm stressed. I have anxiety. I've lost vision in my left eye. I've lost control over everything I ever thought I had control over. And um, this is when God was chasing me. And so um, my husband and I started going to different churches. We checked out a Lutheran church. Well, then a month later, the Lutheran church closed. Oh, man. (laughs) And um, became a daycare. (laughs) And now it's a different building. But um, and then um, tried to go to a Methodist church, just didn't really fit. We decided not to go back to the Catholic church just because my husband was never raised Catholic and just didn't feel like he belonged. And so um, a friend of ours went to um, a evangelical style church um, at Crossroads in Casta. And um, she said, come join us. I'm like, okay, I don't know, like, do I? genuflect when I come in what and she goes no you come in you get a cup of coffee you listen to music and you hear about the bible and you hear about Jesus and I was like okay this is cool let's try this and um so when all of this was going down um I just remember like I sat at my computer and just I was like I need to listen to music as I'm editing or something I need to listen to something and I turn on the Christian radio music and um, joy by for King and country came on. And I was like, through all of this, everything that's going on, there is still joy. Like I can find my joy in Jesus. And so that song always just kind of brings back the memories. Like, um, and so um, I was going to say, we start going to crossroads and the very first service is about, um, I don't even know the verse or the book or anything, but, it was the it was the Sunday before Easter, and I said I wasn't gonna go on Easter Sunday because I wanted to see what a normal service would look like um, because I was new to this. Sure. I didn't want to be a priester, you know, like just go on Christmas and Easter. And um, so we went, and the sermon they had two wooden crosses up front. The sermon was about um, when they're in the desert and everybody had snake bites. Mm. And people were dying left and right. And they're like, what do we do? And they're, um, was it Jacob? Who, <laughs> I don't remember. I need to look it up. But um, he's building the staff. And the staff is that of a serpent. Right. And everybody's like, why are you making this staff that is like something that's been killing us and destroying us? Mm. And um, he raises it up. And he's like, this is your sin. The sin is the snakes. And if you look at the staff, your sins will be forgiven. And so the the message was, we have these crosses. You nail your burdens to the cross, which is the sin. Like the cross that Jesus died on 
was is our sin. And so that cross just reminds us of that. So during that service, we're watching everyone else go do it because it's our first time. We're not going to be the first ones to go up and be like, yep, praise Jesus. Amen. Let's go do this. And, um, you know, like, gotta have a gradual. Um, so anyways, at the end of the service and now, um, my husband's not the one that's going to be like, yep, let's go do all this. Like he's just kind of like sit back and watch. And, um, at the end of service they're stacking chairs and stuff. And he goes, why don't we go put Logan's condition on the cross? And so um, we wrote on a post-it note, we wrote fibrous dysplasia, and we nailed it to the cross. Mm. And it was cool because it was just like they had like the old tiny nails. And like it was just like that act, the physical act of like writing it down and nailing it to the cross was like, this is no longer my burden to bear. This is God's. This is Jesus's burden. Yes, he's using my child. And no, I don't think he's going to just magically heal him because that's not his story. Mm. Um, and so it was just so freeing to just be like, here it is, Lord, take surrender it. Surrender moment. Yeah, it yeah. was. It really was. It was that surrender moment. So, wow. um, so yeah, we started going to church and then, um, like God's just been chasing me ever since and laying stuff on my heart. And like, I got my own Bible and just like, I never even had a Bible in my household. Like it might've been like an old, like a children's Bible from my first communion. But, um, just to have that. And it's like, why, why did I never have this? Um, and so that was, Oh, April, 2019 in June, 2019, he had his surgery and we get to a surgery And I was so calm. I had to dress in the garb, the material, um, the scrubs or whatever. For the surgery room. Yeah. So I had to walk him back into the surgery. Mind you, he's five. And we have to like, I have to hold him down while they sedate him. And like, normally I would have been a mess. I would have been crying. I would have been like totally just distraught. And I was so calm. I was so calm. And I walked back with the, the nurse and back into the room where Nathan was and Nathan was just like falling and broke down and I'm like it's okay it's okay this isn't ours to worry about and so um it was it was just so calming I was just so calm and like to know like God gave me the strength to be able to do that and then to come back and still comfort my husband and um we get into the waiting room where everybody, like my family, his family came up and um, they were like making blankets and coloring and stuff like that. And um, we get in there and, you know, they all embraced us. And so the, the surgeon is texting us during the surgery. And um, I think like they're a half hour, an hour into it. And um, the surgeon actually comes out and talks to us. And she's she's like... Um, everything is going really well. It's not as invasive as what we thought. She goes, we're just shaving the bone material down. Wow. And, um, so what we thought was going to be like a seven or eight hour surgery ended up being two and a half hours. Amen. I have chills. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. And so, um, after his surgery, she, the, the surgeon comes out and she's like, I can't believe, like, she's just beaming with joy on how, like, you know, it's like, as a photographer, like, I just got that epic photo. Like, this is great. Like, that was the feeling for her. And she goes, the surgery went so well um, that, like, 
all they had to do was was shave it down and um she goes we don't know if it'll grow back we don't know if there will be any issues but um we do have um we, we'll just watch it and we'll monitor it so um but yeah everything went so well now we go back up and part of the other testimony is like the, the funny thing about a testimony is like two years ago i would have been like yep that specific story is my testimony but it's like god is always chasing he's it's always continuous. doing stuff yes. like you know as soon as you give up your life and deny yourself and allow jesus to take over the amount of stuff that just happens is amen. unreal amen and so um he he just keeps chasing us so last year um i was trying so his his surgeon wanted him to have another surgery because there's a bump in front of his left eyebrow that continues to grow. And we went up and she goes, now this one's going to be more invasive because it does open up a sinus cavity when we go in to do it. So we were going to do surgery um, on March 25th of last year. And we, um, what's going to say, uh, we were having issues trying to get into like the ENT doctors there. Uh, they wanted COVID tests. They wanted to quarantine our whole family for a week. Like wow. there were so many issues. And finally, I was to a breaking point and I wrote in my journal, I'm like, Heavenly Father, if this is something that you want me to continue doing, make a way. But if this is something that I need to stop and it's not supposed to happen, make it clear and evident and make it stop. <laughs> and no joke, I think I got a call like a half hour later because I like sent a message online and then the right. nurse called me back and she goes, yeah, um, did you not know that your plastic surgeon is retiring and she wow. is moving 14 hours away? I was like, um, no. Wow. Yeah. Her last day is March 23rd and his surgery was supposed to be like March 25th. And I was wow. like, so we were just going to blindly take him into surgery with a new surgeon. And I'm like, okay, that is a clear and vivid right. sign. Like stop. Right. And I said, okay, so what's next? And they're like, we'll just schedule an appointment with the new plastic surgeon. And, um, see what happens from there. So the new plastic surgeon says, you know, and we're like, we're devastated to lose this person because five years ago when we first met her, we've been with, you we've been with her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, she became this motherly figure and took right. care of us. And she's even like, you can come down to St. Louis or uh, New Orleans and come visit. And I was like, I would love to, but wow. Um, the new surgeon said, no, we're not going to do surgery on it yet because if we go in there and cut it down, we have to reshape his eyebrow. And she goes, I don't want to touch that until he hits puberty. Right. So we're just going to go back to monitoring again. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. just like clear and evident, like God put a stop to it. So to come back, um, rare disease day is February 28th. And so I'd always like put a post out fibrous dysplasia, right. rare disease. And um, I decided now I had no idea what date it was. When I was baptized as a newborn in the Catholic Church, it was my mother's birthday, April 5th. And I thought that was really cool, the significance of it, baptized on my mother's birthday. Well, I decided to get baptized at Crossroads. And I'm like, it just, like, it kept pushing me. Like, I felt like the Holy Spirit, God was just pushing me, like, get baptized. And it was like, no, 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 no. I want to get baptized at, like, my parents' pond. And I want it to be, like, I wanted to be a thing. And I was like, I don't want to get baptized on stage at church. Like, why would I do that? And um, and then um, I just felt like God pushing me more and more. Everything came up like, you know, you're denying me by not getting baptized. And I was like, okay. 
And um, there was even like an episode in The Chosen where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about like, you must be born again. And he's like, right. that's a problem. Like my mother's gone. Like how am I supposed to, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it was yes. like, I watched that episode and I was like, okay, this is confirmation for this. And um, we had, uh, so I decided I was going to get baptized. And like, I had to have the conversation with my mom and my husband. And like, it was very awkward and everybody thought I was just crazy for doing it. So I get baptized February 28th. I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm calling to do. And um, everything goes well. I get home that night and I'm scrolling on Facebook. Actually, let me backtrack. I, I get baptized February 28th. This is my mother-in-law's birthday. Wow. And um, my mother-in-law, I was like, okay, this is like some significance. My mother, I was baptized on April 5th when I was a baby. Now my believer's baptism is my mother-in-law's birthday. Then I get home that night and I'm scrolling on Facebook and I'm like, oh my goodness. It is rare disease day. Like wow. I got baptized on rare disease day and that's what God used to chase me. God's like, so good. <laughs> right. His and I had no so idea. Perfect. And I had no idea. So, right. um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my testimony. And that's so we go back up in April for another appointment, just a yearly checkup and to see wow. how things are going to go. The thing with God that blows my mind is how good he is at the small details. Yeah. That things that we don't even expect. Or when you're talking about, you know, when you were in and you took Logan back and during surgery, during the first surgery, and how you had the peace that surpasses understanding. Yes. And when so you, funny that verse came up to me today, this morning, too. Right. Like the peace that just surpasses all right. understanding. And truly, you don't understand, I think, what that is until you're in a moment and like you have that peace that surpasses understanding because the Holy Spirit is just resting upon you. And it's just so, um, it's such a tangible way to feel God's presence. And it's so amazing in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So yeah, he just continues to, to chase me using my son. And like, I swear Logan's just like this little prophet. Like he gets it. Yes, he he gets it so much. Like yes. I'll be asking, or like we'll read Bible at night and he'll ask me questions and I'll be like, dude, you know, the, like you just get this. Yes. And, and it's just, it's so cool to see like his faith brought up through all of this so yeah. i mean this is as much as it is your testimony it's very much his testimony yeah, too and absolutely. so it's cool that god's using you know to work it for yeah. both of you well and it's so funny because i'm like i've prayed like pray for total healing like god yeah. you can you can heal in this like you can do miracles but like i pray for total healing and i'm like but i know you're not like it's not in your will like you're yeah. using this for your good right like you're using this for his story and my story yeah. and like the, the mountains he's going to move um, I just, I'm just like, okay, hang on tight, follow along on the ride. Amen. I think about that and, you know, sometimes some people who have it, diseases or medical issues and they're like, Lord, heal me. And God doesn't heal them. Yeah. And it, and it's really sad and it can be really hard when you are that person, but God uses that to help other people. And, and yes, we not, we might not be healed on this side of eternity, but when we're with Jesus in heaven, we are healed. Yes. Like our bodies are healed and our souls are healed. And so we do have healing just not now right on the timing maybe that we want yes yeah it's so good um, god's plan not ours yes i always i always ask um this question when i'm on the podcast but for someone who is seeking after the lord what what advice or like what piece of advice could you give that person i don't i feel like it's god's gonna use ways that 
he knows that is going to work for you. Mm. So I could say like, open your Bible and read. And obviously that's always a good answer. And, um, I, I always like, you know, like they say, like, you know, the angels in heaven are celebrating over the one lost sinner versus, you know, the 99. And it's like, when I see people hit hard times, I'm like, Ooh, you know, and it sounds bad. Like, but maybe this is, maybe this is God chasing you down and you have to hit rock bottom before you will try to like reach you like you like that scene where you've fallen in the water right and like like um simon is walking on the water and god's like hold out holds out his hand like he falls in the water and he holds out his hand and it's like just all you have to do is grab my hand and it's like i hate to see people hit rock bottom but with the way the world is and it's like to just surrender yeah and just like you can't do it all on your own amen you can't like you can try amen. but the control like stop thinking you have control because you have no control over amen. anything at all oh gosh amen so. i think about your the beginning of your testimony how you started it out right like you were losing control over a lot of areas in your life and i look at my testimony and oftentimes when the lord speaks to me it's because i'm trying to get control and he has to say abby we need to stop and like so he basically puts me in situations where i lose all control so he can yes. show me that he's on the throne, right? Yes. Like, like we, are we, you willing to give this up? Yes. And let me take control yes. over it. I think of the vision of like driving a car, like I'm supposed to be in the passenger seat and let God drive the car. But oftentimes I try to get in the drive, like behind the wheel of the car and drive. And he's often like, Abby, get where you belong, like <laughs> yes. get in the back of the car. <laughs> and so I feel like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, you know, in the sense of wanting control, but it's not ours to have the control. Right. And I'm glad it's not because... I wouldn't be able to do half the things the no. Lord does, right? Like, exactly. I wouldn't be wouldn't be good at control. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, so yeah, basically give up surrender that control. Mm, amen. Awesome. Well, Allison, thanks for sharing your testimony. Do you want to close this out in prayer? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, you are so, so good. Um, God, just thank you for this time together. And even though we're meeting in a coffee shop and you can tell that there's just um, spirits around that are not of you, but God, you just, you come into play and you, you show who you are to those that need it. Um, God, I, I just thank you for this time and I thank you for this podcast and I thank you for um, your word that we can just go back and reflect on it. And thank you for chasing me down and chasing others down, um, leaving the 99 and going after the one. And sometimes we think that like, am I the 99? But we are always the one like God will always chase us. Um, even when we fall away, even when we sin, God still loves us and he still wants us. So God, I pray that, that you use this time, this podcast for your glory and that you reach anyone that you need to reach. Um, and just thank you, Lord. Just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Allison. Thank you. You just finished another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug and a high five for making it this far. If you are interested in checking out more information or staying in touch throughout the week, you can head on over to the Seeking After Him social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Seeking After Him Podcast. I can't wait to chat again next week, friend. See you soon.